Greetings, subjects, and welcome back to another episode of All Rise Fall with Fool's Folly. He's Conor Maud. He's Darren Hill. And we are back with another candidate in the hot seat making their bid for power. Connor, who's our guest this week? Our guest this week is Oliver Fitch. Oliver is a musician, a voiceover artist, a potential cookbook writer, which is very exciting, Darren. And he's in here to try and see if he's suitable to become the new monarch of this fine country. And Connor, what is it we do on All Rise 4? Every week, Darren, we sit a new candidate down and we grill them, Darren. We grill them hard. We ask them a rigorous set of questions to figure out if they would be suitable to rule this country once we've kicked Big Liz out. We're just waiting for, we're just waiting for Oliver to, to turn up and, uh, we and then, we'll, then, we'll get, then we'll get going. Absolutely. Ah. That's probably Oliver at the door there, Darren. Let's let him in. All rise for Oliver Fitch. That, of course, for eagle-eyed listeners, was, of course, uh, God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols, which our guest this week, Oliver Fitch, has chosen as his national anthem. Now, uh, Oliver, welcome to the interview room. Why Why did Why did you pick that for your national anthem? Uh, just a bit of two fingers, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I don't know if, actually, this is addressed to, to Darren specifically. I don't know if you might remember that um, at, while we were at school, we had that I think it was the, uh, something to do with the Olympics or the sports college thing that the school got. I played that with um, to a whole school with my band at the time. Yeah, towards all the all the teachers, all the nuns, and all the governors, without telling them that we were doing it. <laughs> we were supposed to write an arrangement of the national anthem, and uh, I just I got Chris, the guitarist, to play the kind of Brian May on on Buckingham Palace, the actual melody of yeah. the anthem and then we segued into uh into the sex pistols i i'm sh- uh, how did that go down no one directly told us off but there were no. some i think there were some probably some rosaries were said for us by the nuns <laughs> a couple <laughs> of hail and, mary uh, i think there was more there was more abject praise than anything else i know mr scoins liked it a lot um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so that, that was that was uh, a little a little memory that came up when I saw that question. So yeah. Oh, you brave, brave boy! <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even dared to. I remember once we did a. Uh, so again, for for listeners, um, Oliver and myself, we went to school together, yeah. and we went to a, a Catholic. We went to a Catholic school for our sins. Um, but uh, yeah, at one point there, there was a time. I'm sure we did this together. We did a Monty Python sketch in a in some sort of school show. Did it, you do that with me? We did. We year did seven, that. I believe, and that. And yeah. that felt quite fraught to do, just even do that, yeah, in front of people. And we did the self we did the self defense mm-hmm. sketch, which does involve like multiple characters dying on yeah. stage and one being shot. Oh, it was great. I mean, I, I still can see, can feel your breath in my face. You as John Cleese and me as uh, as <laughs> is it Eric Idle's character, the pointed stick character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, <laughs> I mean, you to were keep Eric a straight Idle. face yeah. while you scream. 
John Cleesian <laughs> things in my face. <laughs> but that was great. When you when we play this national anthem, how do you do? People rise? Is it still in somber? What would you like people to be doing? Do you want people to smash the place up? Or? Yeah, is it going to be that proper sort of punk feel? Well, I suppose not because I, I I've got no right to claim myself as a punk. I I like prog and I like that kind of stuff. I love punk, but even my dad used to be in punk bands when he was when he was back back in the day. But even then, he was he was far too talented talented a guitarist to ever claim to be a punk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, wow. Steve Jones. It's just how it is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, I suppose yeah, no one needs nothing needs to be smashed up unless we're in a place that needs to be smashed up. I suppose just treat it in context, you know, in, in okay. situational. Okay. What, what, yeah, what, define what a place do, that needs yeah, to be smashed what up. Need to be oh, smashed well, up? A, a rubbish party, or I suppose maybe that is, <laughs> no, but that is a bit punk, isn't it? Yeah, um, maybe I'm yet to find my inner calling. Maybe there is a bit of punk in me somewhere that just wants to smash places up. But uh, I'm too delicate a soul to let that part of me out. Are you a fan of the Sex Pistols? Oh yeah, generally. Yeah, no, I love yeah. it because I mean, I, I I consider myself as as a musician to be quite postmodern in the same in the sense that I I don't feel any irony in in the same hour listening to the Sex Pistols and then listening to Yes or King Crimson because I wasn't around at the time they were out. You know, you get all these people that are diehard. Yeah. I'm a punk or I'm a prog or I'm a rocker or something because they were there when. That was a divisive thing, but now you're just finding them all after the event, and you could just like it all, and it not be not be an issue, you know. It's quite nice for because we never got pulled really into the Stones or the Beatles thing either. Mm. What the divide between? You, you get, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's just that yeah. was just like the the pre Blur Oasis thing. It's a total, you know, yeah. Stones and the Beatles were all mates, but they were apparently enemies according to the press. And the, a Blur and Oasis were all mates. They used to go all the same clubs. Um, but it, it's just the way that it was painted by the press to make and sell more papers and also incidentally sell more records. So it kind of helped, I guess. Are there any musical rivalries now? Does it happen? I mean, it depends, well, it depends if you believe there's any music these days, but that's... Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of any that sort of like immediately come to mind. You know, there's always sort of like beef in the hip hop world, mm. you know, West Coast, East Coast divide still kind of exists. But again, I'm not sure. I think like you said, Oliver, I, it doesn't really. And I think really it is a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a movement to sell more records, mm. to sell, to become, you know, I think any beef is actually just, is manufactured to, to create that. I'm going to go out and buy more records for this person yeah. because I love them so much and I hate X, X, Y, or Z. Person. I suppose we're all showing our age here, even though we we do we do come from the time after records, but you, records as as a term for a physical sale. We're showing our age there because <laughs> who the hell goes out and buys CDs anymore? Or even knows yeah. even has a CD player in their car these days. You know, yeah, they, don't make, they don't make them as CD players anymore. It seems. Yeah, because I wonder if. If those, if you were a diehard Beatles fan, and I've only just thought of this, so go with me on this one, lads. Do you think these people had such an affinity to these these particular bands? Because at the time, if you went out and bought a record for the Beatles, it was probably maybe the only record you bought for the next two or three months. Mm. And you might listen to just that record for a long, long time. Uh, whereas now you've got such much, much more easy access to lots and lots of music kind of at any given time and i wonder if you know you don't have to to quote you know to use the term that a lot of people these days to stand one particular band mm. or particular artist because there's so much more that you can jump around so much more easily than you could a few you know even just a few years ago 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's kind of fickle by by situation rather than by any lack of loyalty towards any particular. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I really wonder if it was that rather than rather. Than, yeah, because people were skint and they couldn't afford mm. to buy more than one record. Maybe who knows. Also, it's really fun to just go. I like my thing, and my thing is the best <laughs> thing, and your thing is shit. Yes, yes, this is That's also true. true. What would you like your official title to be? I mean, are you over there? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you there in the bushes? I don't know. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing more came to, came to mind with that, you know. Just like, uh, hey, you, or you know, you there in the bushes is is quite inspired. <laughs> I really, you there in the bushes is brilliant. I think that's well, great. That's, that's... Uh, do, uh, do you always have a bush? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, I have an underling. Oh, you just got one of those ghillie suits. I have an underling who 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 is my my standing bush, um, <laughs> and then the one who carries the bush around with me. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you, so we go. Are we going with you there in the bushes? Yeah, nothing. You know, anything that gets my attention. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and be as as proletarian a a monarch as possible yeah. while still being mm, a monarch. Yeah. It seems by trying to, as long as they can get my attention, I'm not going to chop your hands off for uh, cause me any disrespect. It's all right. Okay, all right. So, um, oh, I'm going to love say I'm going to love asking every question from now on because <laughs> I get to start it with are you there in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> So um, uh, you there, you there in the bushes. Um, where would you like your official royal residency to be? I think we should all take a bit of inspiration from what the pandemic has forced people to do: working from home, flexible working. I myself, now that we're now that people are not that I work in an office, I have worked in an office. People are starting to go back to offices. I think hot desking can be quite a useful thing. For me, hot desking, even as a monarch, would mean whichever pub. I found myself in at the time. Bring your bring your issues to be there. I'll be found there for the rest of the day, and we'll <laughs> we'll we'll cross that bridge later. So any any pub you go into, I'm sure I'll have some sort of mon- monarchical tracking device on me. So you just see where I am. Come to me there. That that's my temporary residence for the day. Like an Uber King, you like track you. Hmm. Very good. Okay. And uh, so can are you going to be the type of monarch that people can come and approach and tell you their woes, and you'll try and. I mean, sort out, or up you, to a point, just not. It feels. I was going to say, yeah, because it's it's something that you know I might I might have states uh, I might say in great earnestness at the start of my my uh, rule, but how long it lasts before I just say I'll piss off. I'm having a pint. I was gonna, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say because sometimes you do just want to go for a quiet pint. Yeah, because people inevitably mm. people are going to come up to me, and they're only going to make up an issue because they'll know I'll just try and I'll buy them around with my with the fact yeah, that I yeah. don't have to. Um, worry about money and all that kind of stuff or maybe that will be an issue because i won't maybe i'll be like the queen now i won't carry any money and then they'll have to buy me around constantly again this i haven't thought any of this through this is terrible <laughs> well, right. you've only just come out of the bushes so <laughs> yes. really, really yeah. i'm dusting myself down yeah. it's gone from gone from a bush straight to the pub and does the bush does the bush stay outside do you do, is it sort of left out like like you're parking a car? Does it sort of stay outside? And That's how we know where you are. Mm, it's like any part, if yeah. the bush if the bush is outside, the king is in the you know hidden yeah. there in the bushes is in residence. Well, <laughs> what comes to mind as far as the bush being inside or outside is that two things. It's either weather dependent. If it could be outside, you can stay outside because it will get mess everywhere. I don't know. Maybe it'll be an evergreen yeah. so it won't drop too much mess. 
but also if it's a dog friendly pub i think that's i think that the bush is should be treated as a dog for the purposes of being inside or outside places serving beverages <laughs> your service bush yeah <laughs> my emotional support bush <laughs> <laughs> We could treat it like a dog in every other way, though, as well. Like, someone could come and bring it a little bowl of water. Yeah, and, and pour it over the top of it, yeah. <laughs> really awkward when you're in it, though. It's like, oh, 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 fuck. I'd hope, oh, I'd hope we could get communication about that, but we'll... we'll... Mm. So is this, just, is this just because you quite enjoy going to the pub and therefore that's where people will find you? Yeah, I mean, because otherwise... I mean, I suppose I, I treated the rural residents as somewhere people can, can find me to bring themselves issues that they yeah. want to bring to the monarch, but... It just means I don't have to be shut up, shut up inside some some ivory tower all day, which doesn't sound like much fun at all. Um, no, you know, I'd much rather be in and amongst my people. And uh, so, would you would you describe yourself as someone who is naturally quite a a sociable, approachable person? Is that um, approachable? Yes, I'm not unapproachable. Yeah. So, so, overly yeah. sociable, not necessarily. When I go to the pub, it's yeah. normally on my own with a book. Or on my own without a book and a lot of thoughts. I have said this because I have said this before, and I've had this conversation with Connor before. I admire. See, I admire. You said that, and that feels like the biggest sort of fucking flex to me because <laughs> I I want to have the kind of energy would be like I just want to go to the pub and I'll take a. I want to be able mm. to do that and to turn the socially anxious part of my brain off uh, that would go. I'm in a pub on my own, therefore everyone must think I'm. Do- uh, you know, but I would like to be able to do that. So I quite like. I oh, fuck knows what my point was. <laughs> I think I was just saying I quite like I quite like the sort of it, I see that as almost big dick energy. I tell you what, which I really admire. I'll come down to Thanet and I'll we'll go yeah. we'll go to the pub together and then we'll sit separately as a as an introduction to this life. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you, yeah, when your anxiety sort of like bubbles up to the surface a bit too much, Darren, at least then you can sort of like waddle over yeah. to Oliver and sit down and you can, yeah. you can join him. He might not listen to you because he's really into his book. Well, but, again, yeah. I'll, I'll be approachable <laughs> if not a li- if not unsociable. <laughs> you there in the bushes, um, we'd quite like to know um, <laughs> what's the what's the first law that you would pass, B, if we reactivated all the historic powers of the monarch and we gave you free reign? No, nothing sprung to mind. There was plenty of plenty of like well-meaning things about helping people and all this kind of jazz. And uh, the the real contrarian in me wants to say, well, it had to be declaring a republic, I suppose, you know. Um, <laughs> soon as I, I mean, it's also a, a quite telling of a part of my personality that even when presented with a massive opportunity, I will somehow find a way of taking it away from myself and fucking it out. <laughs> <laughs> I should get crowned absolute monarch of a nation and then immediately the ultimate... a- annul that position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the ultimate act of self-sabotage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, fuck that, that's the first okay. thing that came to mind and I could not shift it from my mind. <laughs> but, I mean, legitimately, would that be a thing that you want to do? Well, I mean, again, it's, it's all very big to say it now without without the power in my hands that I would then be taking away. But, uh, I mean, the best the best intentions of, of mice and men as well as the best laid plans. But, yeah. Uh, I suppose I'd say yes, but probably then in the time, no, because, you know, best. You very much, I can very much see it, you know, being Isildur at the top of Mount Doom about to throw in the ring. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> you're supposed to make it a republic. No. And you walk away to your bush. Yes. Down, down the boom. I'll show them. <laughs> I'll do it. It would be on my on my list. I'd say, no, I'll, I'll declare that republic. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it, it tomorrow. 
And then, oh, what did I say yesterday? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't tell, I didn't say that. Did I say, oh, God. <laughs> this isn't good. I'm in big trouble now. That's the nice thing about being in charge, though, isn't it? Is that you can just give little give little crumbs out mm. and people sort of hold you to it, but you can also just rein them back in as soon as you that's want. Exactly, yeah. Gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. <laughs> um, that's what I say. <laughs> what? What did you say? Gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. That's, that's, what, that's, oh, that's the mantra. Is it? Okay. I don't speak Greek, I'm afraid. Sorry. Um. <laughs> How would you like to mark your first jubilee? Well, concert sounds good actually. A gig would be good. Just a, an all an all day gig somewhere. What's my favourite? I suppose my favourite venue now doesn't exist, so I suppose I would have the power to bring that back into existence. The uh, the, the twelve bar club on on Denmark Street in in central London, which is where I Denmark Street being historic music street and many many other things at great risk at the moment because of crossrail developments and stuff, closing down lovely independent businesses in the, in the wake of yeah. billion pound industry and all that jazz. I'd love to bring, cause I was just going to say, let's go down the pub. <laughs> it's getting a, bit of a, <laughs> getting a bit of a tired mantra now, but um, yeah, I suppose actually a, a putting on a gig would be good. Cause I always said, I, I actually saw a band in the 12 bar club. I, my dad took me there several times when I was underage, um, when he would take me to Denmark street to see the guitars and what have you. And um, I saw a band there on my 19th birthday with my sister. She took me there, got me very drunk on Red Stripe and Tequila. Same time, same class? <laughs> no, that would be the only way that night could have ended up worse. I was just <laughs> collapsed outside, little 19-year-old me thrown up outside. There was a man offering me airwaves and peanuts because that was apparently a cure-all. I don't remember if it cured. I'm here now, but I mean, I didn't. all I can say to that is I didn't die, but, which I suppose is a, ben- is a bonus. But yeah, I'd love to put on a put on a show there, get it back up and running, get that whole street yeah. back up and running. And uh, that would be my celebration of the Jubilee. That would be in, in the year running up to the Jubilee, maybe. It would be the preparation for that, getting all that legally sorted out and structurally sorted out. So if you could have your dream lineup for your retur- oh. you know, first return gig at, at this venue, what would you... Who who might you have? Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in as as the ruler because certain previous guests have done it before. You do have the power of necromancy I'm, somehow. That so is reassuring. Absolutely bring back. Yeah, that really could... has become canonized in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Necromancy is just a thing that the, any monarch that we have deemed uh, you know able to come and be interviewed <laughs> has necromantic power. Yeah. So. Well, that is handy because I was going to say you know I mean and Darren, you're probably aware of this already that. All my heroes are 60s and 70s musicians, as far as, as, far as music heroes are concerned. Yeah. I don't think there's any of the groups who haven't lost at least one or two members to, to the old death. And so, you know, groups like The Faces, you'd have to bring two of them out of the five back to life, which would be fine by me. Uh, the Stones, the Stones, Mick, Mick Taylor lineup. So that's, that's actually all right. Although you'd have to bring Bobby Keys, their sax player, back. So people like the Faces, the Stones, be good. The Who, who's a more kind of mellow, chilled out kind of people. The Kinks, I mean, that's already very big for the, this 75, 80 capacity venue. <laughs> but um, but fuck it, you can have what you like. This is true. You're in charge. This is true. I, yeah. I can cram as many bodies in there as I like. Well, have it, you know, a little bit of like, you know, street festival vibe. Maybe, you know, you know, it's, it's on it's on it's on the street. Mm. Maybe you have uh, them in different venues and you can sort of wander. Yeah, around. they have done that before. Actually. And yeah, actually, speaking of different venues, there's a venue across the street, which is also closed down a couple of years ago called the Alley Cat, which is underneath Regent Sound Studio, which is where like Hendrix used to rehearse. 
first Sabbath album was recorded. The Stones used to rehearse their rehearsal as well. I think the first Stones album was recorded there as well. They might have just rehearsed it. I can't remember. But again, massive history there. All all slightly innocuous these days. But uh, but yeah, just a big a big gig. Big names, yeah. not big names for the sake of big names, just big names because they happen to be the names that are big for me. But uh, that you like, and yeah. everyone has to enjoy it. That's the order. <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone have to attend as well, or is it like a? Is it a um... by invitation only? Well, I suppose if you wanted, when we say everyone, if we if we mean everyone in the kingdom, it would, that would have to be like I don't know if you saw. I'm, I'm sure you did the the film Death of Stalin. That that bit where they all have to basically what feels like the entirety of Russia is filing past Stalin's body, um, and they're all standing there around the outside. Um, th- that yeah. would be the only way that you know more than eighty people at a time could could see. But even then, they'd sit, we'd we'd come up with this. It'd be live streamed or something, or big big screens in Hyde Park would pretend it's happening at Hyde Park. Holograms on the stage at Hyde Park or something. That'd be but there's there's a ways around this. And you say everyone's got to enjoy it. So therefore, the natural follow-up is if someone decides to go against that, what's the? Is there a punishment? And if so, what is that? Their punishment is me having the superior idea that I have a better taste in music than them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, music is all subjective, and enjoyment of creative arts is all subjective, and blah blah blah. But if you can't like the lineup I put on, then I feel sorry for you, and that is your punishment. <laughs> the pity of your monarch. <laughs> What would you replace the Christmas speech with? Well, actually, I think for the purposes of keeping the nation together and keeping some some continuity between between monarchs, I think we should keep the Christmas speech as it is per usual, you know, with all of the pointless things that's in it and what hasn't happened, hasn't, has and happened, hasn't happened in the year. But before it's spoken as normal, it should be translated into Unwinese. I don't know if we're aware of St- Stanley Unwin. Um, he was, I've only ever really seen very small clips of him. He was, he, he used to talk to these nonsensical um, little segments. He did some with the small faces when they were on, they were on um, Ready, Study, Go or something. Um, he was like a kid's, kid's stories thing. I mean, I, I should have, I should have found, found a link to it or something, but you'd have to look it up. St- Stanley Unwin, small faces or something like that, or just Stanley Unwin. Absolute twaddle yeah. nonsense, which I, again I, I couldn't even quote you any because I can't speak fast enough to do it, and it's it's unfamiliar wordage. But uh, but yeah, so keep this Christmas speech as it is, but then translate it into basically the verbal equivalent equivalent of Wingdings font. So <laughs> <laughs> loses all all ability to be understood and comprehended. Because uh, you see those videos sometimes of like. Um... Have you ever seen it? it's like when people ch- like they they'll they'll get a recipe in English and then they'll Google translate it into another one and then Google translate mm, it back mm. and they'll do that a few times with different languages and it will just become complete and utter yeah. like gobbledygook. It's, it's I, I in my head and I don't know if I'm right, but in my head, it's very much like that, that. would be it's, definitely a step in the direction of Stanley Unwin. And are you delivering the speech or are you making Lizzie still deliver it even though she's gone? I think we could do it. We could do a. Uh... A Michael Jackson esque hologram of her doing it because I think that would be also incredibly entertaining. Oh, hang on, are you killing her? What? <laughs> well, I presume she's died. I don't know. I mean, have, have I taken over the you're in just, a coup? Yeah, or... yeah, you're just usurping her. Oh, right. But also, but also, actually, again, you've got all the power if you want to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> really fine. 
Oh, there we go on another list. Yes. Because uh, actually, that's the, that, that is the next question. You were there in the bushes. Do you want to kill her or not? <laughs> <laughs> Weird that. That's, that's well, weird. well, I mean, I, I would never go so far. I, I'm, I'm not by any means abolitionist because I don't, I don't believe strongly enough in anything <laughs> but, um, yeah. but uh, I'm definitely not at all keen on the idea of monarchy and uh, for all that it's for all that it's supposed to represent and doesn't and all that's you know it's it's a it's a it's a thing that is a, that is our thing but it hasn't survived it hasn't survived on merit it's only survived you know the reason why we've got one of the few remaining monarchs in Europe monarchies in Europe hasn't survived on merit. It's just because we just haven't got a natural inclination towards chopping heads off as much as they have on the continent, it seems. So the French, the Germans, all the all the Italians, they're all, I know, the Chinese have a monarchy. Yeah, well, they might do. But yeah, all the, all the ones in Europe that haven't got monarchies anymore, it's because they chopped their heads off because they got tired of them. And it's, it's only our natural placidness in this country that seems to have prevented yeah. that. We can't be arsed and we're fucking pussies. Exactly. That's, that's why. Exactly. We can't just can't be arsed. <laughs> uh, so, she's, so she's still doing it via hologram. Yeah. Uh, how long would you like to get... So does she still have her conventional... Is it half hour slot? Or are you extending it? I don't, shortening that it? seems quite long for the Christmas Christmas speech. So you know, like five, ten yeah, minutes, isn't like it? Three minutes. Yeah. Is it? Oh, so, oh fuck, quite no, fuck knows. I'm sorry. I was. Just... And that's that's what makes it so funny that people can't be bothered to watch it. <laughs> it becomes such a <laughs> it becomes such a divisive thing in families whether you want to watch it or not. It's just like it's just three or four minutes of your life. I'm I'm happy to just tune out for that amount of time. If it keeps keeps do, the Christmas. Do, do you watch it? Do you, do you do you tend to watch I it? I think I do, but that's mainly because we have grandparents and stuff over. So you know, it just yeah. you know. I, I've got no desire to create rifts where there doesn't have to be rifts. So uh No, it's fair enough. Because we've never like in my family we've never watched it. And I think, and I don't think it's sure, it's probably only in the last oh no, I'm, I'm I was about to overjudge how old I actually am. Because <laughs> actually I'm I'm older than I was about to say I was. But I think it's probably in the only in the last 15, 16 years. Mm. But, but there was a good portion of my life before where I I could probably say I wasn't totally aware that the Queen did a speech yeah, at Christmas. That's the thing. I mean, it's it's it, it's 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 one of those many just Christmas conventions, isn't it? It doesn't necessarily mean anything, even if you do watch it. It's just something, yeah. something you do because it's Christmas time, you know. Because it's there. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't even if even if one is a, a massive Republican abolitionist, watching the Queen's speech doesn't doesn't make you a royalist. So. No, no, true. Uh, would you like to make it compulsory for people to watch the hologram queen do? Nah, do her new version. Nah, no. but I, but again, maybe going back to the to the um, jubilee party, that I just feel smug and secure in knowing that. Well, if you don't find that funny, then you're a little bit dim. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I have contempt for you. The Queen has her likeness on things like money and stamps, which, of course, once we get rid of her and we, we move you into into your, your pub of choice at the time, we will, of course, transfer your likeness onto those things. But we're going to extend the offer. You can have your likeness put onto any one thing of your choice. So what other thing would you like your likeness put onto? Well, it's quite befitting of my royal, res- royal residence. And also, I think it's quite important to be a bit self-effacing when you're in such a high position. I think I should have my face on beer mats. Mm. Ah, very and nice. So I highly encourage people to deface them in any way they see fit. You could do like an art competition with yeah. it. Yeah. Sort of, you know, the, the the best, most defaced one, however you sort of see fit, they can send it in. Maybe they win, I don't know, 
Maybe they win a drink with you or something. OBE. They get to come and, come and sit. <laughs> That's how you give out. Yeah, your uh, your honours yeah. in this uh, in this monarchy. Is it every single beer match? Well, is this it, is the this is, is the question, different? isn't it? I think I think that would be a bit overkill. That's a bit unnecessary, and also that's just logistically very complicated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. We just about managed to keep up with the vaccinated the country. I think this this would go on for longer or forever, as far as I, as far as I was <laughs> reigning. Um, and also in in. Are there more vaccination centres than there are pubs? So maybe there are now. Ten years ago, they might not have been. But uh, yeah. that's another issue. More pubs. More pubs equals more good. <laughs> well, it sounds like you need to get yourself up to Norwich. Mm. Because I think it's like in the world, it's it's the uh, per per capita, it's got the most pubs yeah. for the space that Norwich uh, and Norfolk has. No, I, I, it's got I love more, Norwich. More, more pubs than any other. I've got than any my, other my best mate lives up there with his with his uh, with his wife and children. I love going up there because it's it's like it's it's total change from London where you know you're never more than six feet away from a rat. In Norwich, it's you're never six feet away from a, a pub or a church. <laughs> and the church is not interesting to me in a religious sense, but just there's just so many of them, and it's you can never <laughs> forever being taken aback by every every corner you turn. There's another little church there, or enormous cathedral because there's too many of those as well. So going back to your going back to your beer mats thing um so your, your face is on the beer mats you could make it would you like it to be the equivalent of like uh the golden tickets from <laughs> charlie and the chocolate factory there's a selection of the your beer mats with your face all around the country and the lucky ones who find them get to have a pint with you uh, that's a good idea that's a, a, you know even though I, I i seem to have painted myself as a very accessible monarch anyway <laughs> i think that's that's a nice way to uh it's, it's something for the something for the people to to hope for isn't it so you know well because also because then you make it you make it a game games are fun we all like a game it becomes a like a collectible item mm-hmm. as well for those those lucky five six or however many you want to say and also you are right that that gives you a very um scaled down version of that just bring my woes mm. I'll just bring my woes to you if I happen to be across the the pub that's got your bush outside yes <laughs> which you know and also, you know, in a few years' time, you get your own HBO documentary once the scandal comes out that actually all the people getting the golden tickets work for the pubs and the industries that print them. So I mean, you this know, is inevitable, really nice isn't it? I, I, I just wish I could have faith in my in my in my people that they would in my subjects <laughs> that they would not abuse the system. But yeah, you, ha- you have you have one drink too many, and you think you can uh, trick anyone. So you know, it's a vicious cycle there. I think. Well, as Mitchell and Webb tell us, everything goes downhill after the second drink. This anyway, is exactly so it. Yeah. You there, you there in the bushes. Uh, what would you like people to do when you walk into the room? Well, I suppose, seeing as we've we've established generally what kind of rooms I'll be in, front or back bar. Um, <laughs> basically just check if i need a drink you know if i've if i've got i've got past the halfway point of the pint so do you, do you want a half to put in there so like, oh, yeah go on you know because okay. that's the civilized way to basically fill your glass without just asking can you just fill this glass up please that i've taken a sip yeah. out of. <laughs> so are you all, obviously even if you're walking into the room are you always pint in pint in hand sort of on the go is it the equivalent of your churchill cigar almost just just for image as much as anything no because i think that's been that's been tainted a little bit by people like farage these days um you could reclaim it though. well yeah hopefully hopefully but hopefully i won't just be associated with that yeah i might have to Mm. reappropriate it but um i mean if i'm walking into the room for the first time i I'd, i'd hope i'd be respecting the the rules of of the establishment by not bringing outside food or beverages in so if i'm walking in 
I'd have to be then going to the bar. And if there's a kind soul there that wants to buy me around, then I won't refuse them. I'll get the next one. You don't think that in every pub, just in case, on the off chance, there's a little break glass in case monitor comes in, <laughs> just a pre-poured pint ready for you. Oh no, <laughs> there's nothing worse than a pre-poured pint if, you, if you've been to any any festival or any any gig outdoors. <laughs> you know they've got those trays underneath where you can't see them with like fifty pints there. So oh, it's just that. I mean, I drink ale generally, yeah. but you know, if I'm if I pretend I'll drink lager for the purposes of this hypothetical. It's one-way ticket to a flat pint because you've got a pre-poured one. But um, but I'd hope, you know, I, I'm, I'm... Or maybe maybe a special glass. Ah, oh, maybe every pub has to have a special monarch glass that true. they keep, keep, in, keep in just in case you turn I up. I could see that. I could, I could, I could stand mm. that, yeah, definitely. Would you like a glass or a tankard? Glass, oh. actually, because, I mean, tank. I think tankards... I've drunk, kind of drunk out of tankards before, they, they taste of metal. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe back in the day, people's taste buds weren't so attuned to what is metal and what is not metal than they are now, because they had to drink out of metal more often than we do now. But I think our taste buds have changed, and metal is an unusual thing to have with liquid. I yeah. find. Also, I don't want to tie us all down, lads. And I don't. And I, when I say this, I'm not insinuating that you have a problem, Ollie. But the only <laughs> place that we've even vaguely discussed that you're definitely going mm. are pubs. <laughs> you will have to go to other places as well. Yeah, yeah, this is true. And and so, especially considering I'm not a big fan of gastro pubs, I when I want to eat, I'll have to I'll have to go somewhere else. <laughs> I love the fact that I've said you're going to have to go to other places and you've gone, yeah, I won't be going to gastro pubs. <laughs> no, it's just another style of pub that you've said that you won't be going to. Yeah. Um, what's the, where's the most inappropriate place that the monarch could turn up with half a pint on the go? Women's toilets? Mm, a hospital, I suppose. No, but people have Yeah, to. a hospital would be. Um, but then I can just pretend I'm inaugurating the hospital and just finish the pint and then yeah. smash it on the side. <laughs> yeah. In the maternity ward. I now declare this ward... Full of babies. On, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, I'm trying to think, sorry, I'm now just trying to think of more inappropriate places to walk yeah, in. Yeah, I've already got that. That's the question. Um, indoor swimming yeah. pool? And in, yeah, indoor swimming indoor pool. Indoor swimming pool would be pretty. Oh, that would, that would... Outdoor swimming pool is almost absolutely fine. Yeah. I'd almost encourage it, in fact. Mm. Indoor swimming pools. It's got a different... Outdoor swimming system. pool is basically a water feature, which basically makes it a garden. So mm. you couldn't any, anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a primary school nativity. I mean, but you've got to have a drink to get through that shite, haven't you? So <laughs> yeah, you do. You want yeah, a little you nip, don't yeah? You? That's that's true. Maybe you'd have to be a bit more if, subtle than just. If actually, actually, you might be spot on there. If actually, if anything, you should probably make drinking compulsory mm. events mm. <laughs> for the children as well. You know, for the yeah, let's get, absolutely. Let's get continental about it, you know. Be like it. Be like. Um, have you ever seen the clip? I think it's in America. I think it was doing the rounds when probably we were at school. Mm. But there was the the the, uh, the American school that did Scarface as their school play. <laughs> right. Have you seen that? I don't think I have actually. Oh, I'm gonna see if I can. If you can find the link afterwards, I'll I'll send yeah. it out because it's the best. Because they are literally, <laughs> and I and it's and it's purely genuinely. They are doing verbatim Scarface, wow. and, with, and they must easily be. I think the kids can be no older than eight. <laughs> They're Amer- and I, I, This is why it's brilliant. And the only and they've kept they've kept. Every line of dialogue the same, except the words fuck is fudge. Fudge. That's it. But everything else, it's like, you absolute mother fudger, Tony. And like, you know, 
They do the scene where like he's there with like all the fucking cocaine. The cocaine is popcorn, of course, but still yeah. like it's all the popcorn on the on the on the desk. And then the, the, the bit that really made me crease is the bit at the end where like he's he's shooting everyone, and the guy comes behind yeah. him. The guy who the, the little kid who's the guy who comes behind him has clearly missed his cue, so you can see the teacher just sort of. <laughs> marshalling marshalling the assassin onto stage in his, in his little trench coat and hat with his fake gun so I could just do you know so the guy who played Tony could just do the end it's fucking mental and the parents are going mad for it that's crazy I bet they are yeah it's brilliant much more exciting they're either Absolutely. they're either those parents I, I mean they're either going to be one of two things that are almost opposites of each other they're either going to be horrendously liberal arts types who think it's all it's all Fine, we've taken out the rude words, but it's it's all it's all art or whatever. Or they're just going to be actually ultra conservatives who have just don't don't see any connection. Maybe maybe because they're all <laughs> they're all Cubans. I don't know. We're not Cubans. We're not going to do it. You there in the bushes. Thank you so much for coming along mm. and, and completing the, the the formal part of the interview. Oh, that's been my pleasure. Uh, before we let before we let before we let you go, um, is there anything you've got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Where can people book you? What... Well, I haven't got anything specific coming up at the moment. I've I had a gig last weekend, which is incidentally possibly where I caught slash possibly even infected people with coronavirus, which is very bad, but I wasn't to know at the time. And uh, I was supposed to have some more gigs come out this month, but they're probably going to be off the cards as a result of all this self-isolation. I'm going to be doing a little four or five song, I think, EP while I'm while I'm locked down, which is I'm I'm, I'm stuck here until the 26th. I think it's my first day I'm allowed out, which is like next Thursday, a week's yeah, yeah so the week's time, yeah. Because um, I had some songs that I, I I played at this gig at the weekend, which I haven't played for a long time. And some new ones that I've written. And I was like, oh, I'm going to record those because I haven't recorded anything in a while. They went down really well. And I also wrote wrote a song two minutes after I got my uh, PCR res- test results saying I had to self-isolate for 10 days. I wrote a song immediately about, I mean, the title is fairly self-explanatory. We're too scared to give up our time. Just about having to suddenly, I yeah. 10 days of my yeah. life is going to be gone with nothing to show for it. But this is a... The, the EP is going to be called King Lear for the for the reason that it's the one that Shakespeare wrote when he was also locked down because of plague. So I thought that's a nice yeah. thing to call it. But that's about all I've got going on at the moment. Um, cool. I've just, I've just and where working. and where can people find that when it's when it's available? Well, of course, we'll put all the links in the description down yeah, below. But, you know, um, there, well, to shout out where people can find I've, it. I've done a lot of recording over the course of the year, last year and a half, which is all on my Bandcamp page. I think there's about six or seven little things. Some of them only one track, some of them four or five, mm. six tracks. They're all there. This one, if it comes out any good, I actually might branch over to putting it into Spotify, but it'll probably still end up on Bandcamp first because it takes a while to get stuff on Spotify, but mm. it'll be on one or the other, Bandcamp or Spotify. You there in the bushes, thank you so much for coming in today. I hope it's been I hope it's been fun. It has been, yeah. Thanks for all your answers and, 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 and for your time. And of course, just to play you out, uh, and to see you out properly we will of course give you your, your national anthem Thank again you. and declare all rise for him there in the bushes Oliver Fitch
have it. Another episode of All Rise 4 all wrapped up. Darren, <laughs> how was that? Wasn't that great? Oh, mate? brilliant. Uh, um, you there in the bushes. You oh, there in the God. bushes. That's my. F- I think it might be. It's de- it's definitely my favourite of Series 2 so far, I think. Yeah. It might be my favourite ever of all time. Yeah. You know, we had you know we had some great ones in series one, but oh, it's really good. It made me giggle every single time. You there, you, it, you. When he said you there, I mean that made me laugh anyway. But then when it got specified to you there, <laughs> to in, you the there in the bushes, bushes. there was something. And there was something I about didn't it. really want to pry, but also the fact that he felt the need to specify you there in the bushes. I think Oliver has spent some time in bushes, where that, <laughs> so therefore that that's been in his head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the fact I that do that comes think to so. your head. Is it, mm. so, so those sort of things don't come naturally just to your head. They are. Yeah. They, you've heard that. That you've pulled that from some sort of dark <laughs> recess of your brain. Some little repressed memory. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But apart from that, also I quite like. I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that you can find him in a. You probably find him in your local pub, and you'll be able to Absolutely, tell because yeah. the bush is outside. You know the beer. The beer mat. Charlie chocolate. Uh, Charlie chocolate. That's not even the Charlie chocolate. The Charlie chocolate. <laughs> the, the, you know, you know that that chocolate that's Mr. laced chocolate. with cocaine. That yeah, Mr. Charlie, chocolate. That Charlie. <laughs> that Charlie chocolate. Let's be, full folly. Go to our Patreon and support us, and you can get a new line of Charlie chocolate. It's you chocolate can... that sends you fucking mental. mental. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, but no, the the uh, the, um, the golden ticket style beer mats. You get an audience with the with you, him there in the bushes thought that was great and if you want to find out everything that he the him there in the bushes is doing you can go ahead and check out the links in the description down below right next to those what will you find Darren you will find our social media and everything related to Fool's Folly you will find links to our Instagram our Twitter our Facebook and also importantly our Patreon um, so please do go over if you if you like the show if you want to support the show go over to our Patreon you can give us you know even if you just give us, give us three quid you can get early access to the show but any support is is really, really we are we are grateful for but ladies and gentlemen all that leaves us to say is thank you so much for listening we will be back at the same time next Friday bye subjects bye <laughs> Who's the most famous person you've ever seen? Don't know why I have to say that's not on my official list of questions. Um, don't know. Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard. Martin Freeman, Damian Lewis. Those are good. Those are big names. One of those. One of those three. Probably a handful of handful of music people. Um, I got Damon Albarn's autograph in Dublin once, which was fun. Oh, that's big. Um, Damon Albarn, pretty big. Yeah, and. I got Kenny Jones' autograph actually a couple of years ago. Um, he was, I was again. So, I mean, most famous. It depends who you ask. There, you know, if you ask, him, yeah, 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 Damon. But for me, it would probably be Kenny Jones, really. But um, I think that's probably the only two. I think I met yeah. an actor from EastEnders when I went to a chess tournament from in like primary school time. At the time, <laughs> that was the biggest thing. But uh, yeah. <laughs> But, um, Toby Steve- Toby Stevens once gave me "fuck off" or I'll throw you in the river eyes outside the <laughs> National Theatre. Nice. I was walking. I was walking. I was walking along. I was walking along the South Bank. And to be fair to him, I I rationalised it. I was like, I think you're probably going into a long tech day, mm. and you don't want to be dealing with plebs like me. 
But I was with my I was with my partner at the time. We were having a conversation. I looked up and I uh, and my face. I didn't even say a thing. I just think my face must have gone. You're Toby Stevens. Uh, you're Toby <laughs> Stevenson. And uh, and then he looked he looked at me with like a if you talk to me, I'll fucking strangle you. All Rise 4 is a Fool's Folly production. Fool's Folly are Connor Maud, Darren Hill, Ethan Joynson and Nicole Halsey. Music produced by Ethan Joynson, artwork by Ricky Looney and photography by Lewis Pett. If you like the show, tweet about it, Instagram or send a Facebook out. We'll talk about you in this part of the next show. Yeah.